Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast, our last show from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine, and we are ready to go. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. We're getting closer and closer to our 50K goal by Monday, which is the two-year anniversary of CHGO, and we're we're excited about it. I mean, if you can just hit that like button, hit that subscribe uh, button, and tell a friend, we will. Uh, I will find you out who you are, and I will put you in the will. Adam, <laughs> and that's no money, but I appreciate it. Adam Hogue, royalty to yeah. start the show here, baby. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Rags Jr., Nick Nichols Moriano is going to be jumping in here in a second, too. But first, we found Jim Miller, former Bears quarterback, who still does a, a ton of media with the Bears and, of course, with Sirius XM. Uh, you've been here all week. Yep. Grinding through. You've, we've probably talked to a ton of these guys. Yeah, we we started, obviously, we got here, I came in uh, Monday, uh, Monday night, and obviously the interviews uh, started early uh, Tuesday. So, yeah, from the defensive line, the edge rushers, linebackers, safeties, corners, you name it, we've talked to them all. How are you feeling about what seems to be the movement here, Justin going elsewhere and Caleb or whoever coming in? I've been pretty steadfast on what the Bears need to do, and they can do both. They can keep Justin, and they can still draft a guy. And everybody's like, I know it's like a civil war in Chicago. It's like you you can't do that, but it's already been done. All right, it's already been done in the NFL. The L.A. Chargers had Drew Brees. They drafted Eli Manning, but yet swapped Phillip Rivers and still had Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers sat for two years, believe it or not. Drew Brees played so well, he got the franchise tag by the Chargers. Then he hurt his shoulder, and then they moved on to to Phillip Rivers. So the Bears can do both. I think we all recognize that Justin Fields is a very talented player, very talented. He's got some more polish to do, and he's played better, and things will get better, but he needs more polish. He needs to play. I wouldn't put the fifth-year option on him. I'd let him play. I hope he plays so well he earns the franchise tag like Drew Brees. But yet you still have another guy waiting in the wings that you're developing that should not be forced on the field right away, like what Mitch Trubisky was, like what Justin Field was, and just let the guy marinate a little bit so they can do both. Well, Drake, that's what Drake May said at the podium here this morning. Drake was saying that there is an advantage to sitting. So, I, you know, I even think some of these guys it, aren't. It's always owner-driven. I mean, last year, Carolina drafted Bryce Young. It was owner-driven, and they started him right away. It did not go well. No. Right? Last year in Indianapolis, it was owner-driven. Jim Irsay said that basically Anthony Richardson was going to play right away. Well, he's hurt, all right? That actually was a good thing for him, that he got to sit. Granted, he separated his shoulder, had to get surgery. It's a good thing that Anthony Richardson did not have to go through that last year, and he probably learned a lot more sitting in the in the backdrop, watching Gardner Minshew win games for the Colts, more than what he would have won as a first-round quarterback taken. So you, you know that, obviously, you know the Bears – fandom and what it's like the current climate you also know what it's like to be in those locker rooms as a quarterback I mean how do you 
I just find it hard to believe there's not going to be this big movement and this push from, you know, fans throughout the year, regardless of what's happening. Everyone's going to want to see the new guy eventually. How how do you think that dynamic would work? Especially we know how much Justin's teammates love him at the same time. You're shaking your head. Does this just not matter? Yeah. Who who cares? They're both (laughs) the Bears property. Yeah. So what? Justin Fields, you're the property of the Bears. Guess what? You're the starter. Go out and play well. Prove it. You still have whoever you draft, whether it's Caleb Williams, whether it's Drake May, whether it's whoever. You're here. Your job is to sit and learn. Do your job. Do your job and play. Do your job and learn. It's that simple. So you don't worry about the locker room itself. Not at all. You are here to perform. It wasn't a problem for the Chargers. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a problem for Troy Aikman when they drafted Steve Walsh first round supplemental draft and they just drafted Troy Aikman was it a problem no the guy won world championships it won't be a problem in Chicago well and even with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers like yeah Aaron was a little upset that they didn't get a wide receiver but at the end of the day Aaron played well as a quarterback and then when Jordan stepped in last year he played well as if a quarterback. you communicate it Ryan Poles who is the current GM of the Bears they did this in Kansas City they had Alex Smith they drafted they traded up from 28 to 10 to draft Patrick Mahomes was it a problem there? No. Alex, you're our starter. You're here to learn. Alex, we're going to treat you right. If we do trade you, which they did, did that work out so bad? No. Nope. Ryan Poles has already lived this. All right, so all of Chicago needs to just calm down. Well, right we now. cannot calm down. <laughs> well, but I, but I, to Jim's point, though, I do think we complicate things. These guys want to make as much money as they possibly can. They want to be a great teammate. They're, it, it's, yeah, okay, maybe they have a preference, but it's not like they're going to sabotage their career because they don't, they don't get the quarterback no, they want playing. Yeah, it, Justin feels if, if, if he remains, everybody, I know, it's, it's one or the other. you got to either trade Justin, draft a guy, it won't work, or you get trade down, get all those picks to, to help Justin. They can do both, and it can work, and it will be just fine. Everybody just needs to do their job, be a pro. Whether they draft a guy, Justin's going to be a pro because his NFL livelihood is on the line. He's got to go out and play well. Right. It's that simple. Exactly. He knows that. Yeah. Exactly. So let's say they do this. Uh, of these quarterbacks that, you, that you've um, been paying attention to, obviously, talking to some, and you're going to watch them throw tomorrow here in India, well, at least the ones who are throwing. Yeah. Um, who stands out to you as the, the, the best fit then to come in and uh, – sit with Justin Fields. Yeah, all those guys have talent. I think we know that. Caleb, obviously, is very talented, both running and throwing the ball. Drake May has his strong traits. He's got a strong arm. He's pretty athletic for a bigger guy. I've heard some compare him to Josh Allen. I'm not going there. He's not that athletic. Uh, But I think a guy who's gaining a lot of steam is Jaden Daniels from, from LSU. A lot of people look at him like a Lamar Jackson. Because everybody's, and you guys brought it up to me when I sat at this table. Oh, look at his frame. He's so, he's not, he's bigger than Bryce Young. All right. Yeah. He's that, why people compare him to Lamar Jackson is when Lamar came out of Louisville, he was wiry thin. Lamar Jackson today is 215 pounds. All right. He's a big strapping dude who still has his athleticism, can move. Granted, he's tweaked a couple ankles, but he's more durable now than what he was when he first came out of college, and he's he's still growing in the game. And this is a two-time NFL MVP, by the way. So that's how people see Daniels. So a lot of people are high on him, and there probably will be five quarterbacks that go in the first round. Obviously, Penix and, and J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan is, is gar- gaining a lot of steam 
And, uh, you know, he's probably going to be in the top 20. So five are going in the first round. And just to confirm, I've heard that from a couple of people today, that Daniels is shooting up. You're saying it. So it, it's interesting. It, it, yes, go ahead, Greg. No, I'm sorry. I was no, Well, I, I, I was just going to throw in the – you have young – you've got guys who are playing one way, and then you have dudes who – the Lamar style and or in the pocket in Jim Miller's perfect world. Do you want somebody who plays in the pocket? Or does it not matter to you at this point? No, I, I think we understand. I think the your court in today's NFL, it's not like when I played, you know, that was more of a drop back game and all those type of things. But if your quarterback can get you three to five first downs with his legs, I think it's a big part of, of today's game, but can he do it and survive injury? That's, right. you know, look at Lamar, look at how, uh, the Baltimore Ravens seasons, you know, once Tyler Huntley went in, I mean, it was awful, you know, it goes off the rails or say when uh, other quarterbacks go down to, to injury, you know, it, it's a big part of the, you know, why your team doesn't do well. So you better have a backup in place. Last two years, there've been over 60 starters at quarterback, which is unprecedented. And probably why, uh, who is it? Troy Vincent from the league office is now they want to, you know, adopt a new rule for grounding they want to protect quarterbacks more because they are more prone to injury now with how much they're running the ball and but you got to be able to to coach a guy up you got to be able to protect him uh to know i call it gotta have a place you know if, if you're in the first quarter and it's third and five am i gonna give up my body to get a first down no but if it's the fourth quarter that's a got to have it play when you're on the last drive of a game where you do a got to give up your body. I think we understand that guys like Andrew Luck, who's retired from league, who's 6'5", 250, or Cam Newton, who's 6'5", 250, big strapping quarterbacks, those guys got blown out of the league because they got too beat up. So you got to be smart about how you approach it because some of these guys aren't built that way, you know, that they can take that type of punishment. I was biggest hit that you ever took. I mean, was from you, Douglas. Yeah, it took me six surgeries to get my shoulder right. After wow, that. wow, wow, wow. See, you, you hung in there though. Yeah, you. I'm a. I'd like to think I'm a big strapping guy. You get these guys got bad intentions on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you, they don't care how big you are, how strong you are. Like I said, Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, who are a lot more bigger and athletic than I was. And they got beat up and, and basically trashed out of the league. Let me ask you one Justin question because I and I was just talking with prominent dude today. I'll keep the name out of it. There's he just doesn't throw with anticipation. This is you know obviously somebody. Do you, can you learn that at this stage three years in? Yeah, you you can. I think. See, here's and I've said here. I love Justin. He's tough. His teammates love him. He's got all the tools in the world. It's up to him how good he wants to be. And it bothers me like last year when he says, I just want to play free. That's fine. And that's great. You play free when you know your game plan, you play free when you know your offense, the game should be easy on Sunday. If you're doing the preparation that you need during the week to know your opponent inside and out. And that's when you play the game free, you know, it bothers me. And I brought up two games specifically. The Minnesota game last year, when you get sacked in an empty formation on first and 10, first play of the game, when you've got your script and you've got five blockers and they bring six and you get sacked. Okay, it bothers me. It bothers me the Denver game when he played probably the most perfect half a quarterback could play. 
He's 16 to 17. His one incompletion is a throwaway. And then you come out the second half and you get a fumble scoop and score by Jonathan Cooper, all because you don't know that you're responsible for the Sam backer. You need to know those things. And if you're prepared, those things won't happen. So he's got to be better from that standpoint. And he can. He's capable of doing it. That's up to him. It's all up to him. He's as talented as they come. But if you're prepared, then he can play free. You mentioned earlier Caleb Williams' talent. It's interesting being down here in Indy because while I still feel like that's the most likely outcome of, of all this for the Bears, that you it is kind of interesting trying to sort through some of this noise and some of the you know chatter with, with Caleb Williams. Is there anything that concerns you? Yeah, he's not even doing the medical. How the Bears going to select him number one overall? The guy won't even take a physical. Your body is your resume. Well, he did say he would. He will do it for when you know when he comes in the house hall, meet with teams. But that is a that to, to your point. That is a uh, a different move. We'll put it that way because these guys are supposed to come here and basically take thirty two physicals. Yeah. How how are the Bears going to draft a guy that won't even give him a physical? And that goes for thirty one other teams. Yeah. It's probably turned off the Bears and it's turned off thirty one other teams. It's a bad move by Caleb Williams. That's just my opinion, but it's a bad move. Interesting. Um, so I guess just sticking to his on the field play, you know, we've seen Jaden Daniels start to rise up as far as getting a little bit of heat and attention, maybe as a number one pick. JJ McCarthy, you know, has picked up steam. With Caleb Williams being in the spotlight the last few years, is there an aspect of prospect fatigue where he's been doing it for so long now we're looking for other things? Or is it that, you know, now that we're really starting to look through the tape? that there's flaws we didn't see outside of the highlight reel. Yeah, they all have flaws. I mean, and that's what the interview process is for. I mean, there's going to be things that he has to answer to, like why aren't you given a physical and why did it go so bad versus Notre Dame and all those type of things. He's got to answer to those things. You know, there's going to be, you know, poor plays, and none of these guys are finished products. I think we all understand that. But it's the responses that you get that you get to know uh, the the person, and if you want to be willing to to work with this person, is he a good teammate, and all the things that you know it means to be a Chicago Bear or any other team that he were to to play with. You 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 know you're trying to get to know a person when you're inviting them into that building that you can work with, and you know is going to represent your organization the way you want it to be represented. And every team has their thresholds. Every team has their thresholds. There's always risk and reward. And, you know, that's what this weeding out process is. Everybody knows he can play. Everybody knows he's talented. But does he fit within your organization? If Caleb called you up, Jim, and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm looking at the Bears resume. You, when you played, you won a lot of games there in, in your in your time as a Bears quarterback. But if I, I really got to go back to the 40s and Sid Luckman to find somebody <laughs> who, who's the why, – why hasn't it worked for quarterbacks in Chicago? What would you tell him? Well, I mean, like – there are tougher markets to play in New York. See, everybody thinks New York is the biggest market. It's not. Chicago's actually the biggest market. All right. And both those teams, whether you look at the Jets or the Giants, they have rich, rich history. They have tradition. The Bears have rich history. They have tradition. The Bears just had three more players elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They have the most of any team in the National Football League. And so you've got to re respect that. All right. And there is an expectation when it's generational fans like that, and you have to respect that history as a, as a player. So think about when the Giants drafted Eli Manning. 
you have to have a certain mental makeup to be able to handle that pressure and that criticism. You know, I knew when I went to Chicago and I got drafted, obviously, by Pittsburgh, who also had a rich history and tradition, I knew the expectation. But I, you know, knew the work ethic, the fan base, what their expectation was. And for me, I knew when I arrived in Chicago, this is where I need to be. I know I'm going to do very well here. And you have to be ready for that, for that mental toughness that you need where you go into what a – you know, on, on Cook Road, you go into any mall and you see that Bears hat or you're driving in traffic and you see that Bears sticker, it's in your face every day. And you better understand that of what's expected of you. And some guys just aren't ready for that. Jim, we appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Great yeah, stuff. Man. All right, thanks, guys. Brother. Love Good all your work. Yep. We'll be listening to you on Sirius XM. Let's go. Yeah. All there, right, guys. Thanks there, for having me. There he is, appreciate Jim Miller. Uh, there's some food coming in here for you. Oh, you oh there is. Is that is? No, no, this come is on. it's a pastry, Briggs. These oh, are, these are heck yeah! Hey, I was I wasn't ready for the shrimp like yesterday. <laughs> what do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? I'll here, take we'll that chocolate situation. The there we go. go. There What's it over is. here? What do we what, got? Where are these from? Macarons. I'll do a macaron. I'm trying Amelia's bread here. Look at this. Yeah. Look at what we got here. Yeah, we just jump right in here. I have one. What are we eating here? What are we eating here? Is this strawberry? Uh-huh. Greg shoes so I can get one. Right? Seriously. What's in the bag? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I don't even... nice. Now I'm ready. Now All I'm right, ready. Thank for you guys yeah, so much. Great. Look at this. Um, thanks, Amelia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's very good. Thank you so much. You guys are thank great. You. Come back later. Oh. All right. Um, All well, right, I feel like we got to reset things here, but yeah. Jim was awesome. Good talking to him. Quarterback um, show. We are on this. Yes. CHGO Bears podcast right now. And um, I'm going to have to do a little on air production. Remember, we have to be off by a certain time because our awesome friends at PHNX have an amazing interview with Jonathan Gannon that they got to get to. And they got to fly on, on their open. show and they got to get out of here because they don't live within driving distance of Chicago, so which no is partially tangents. why we started early today. Um, yeah. And maybe not, you know, 20 minute interviews with Jim Miller as much as, as good as that was. Um, and I enjoyed talking with them. Now we're a little bit behind. Um, also going to ask you guys a favor. Could you do the ad break real quick for me? I can. And then we're going to jump right in with, uh, with all this Caleb Williams stuff that we have um, because we got audio from Caleb. We got audio from Drake May. We got JJ McCarthy. We got a big quarterback show. All these guys talked this morning. It's been a very interesting morning uh, here in Indianapolis. And we got all that coming up uh, right after. Yeah, right after I tell you all about what is extremely important. And by the way, uh, before I just do that, I, I want to shout out everybody on this show. We, we were it's been a grinder week and I know nobody cares about this, but um, we uh, we were here bright and early today. And Greg Braggs, you had a very big day and I can't wait to talk about it. So but uh, so congrats to all one Thank and you. all. And uh, there's already I love you. There's already a one-on-one interview with Greg Braggs and Caleb Williams that's making its way around Twitter. So congratulations. We, we clipped out all the Braggs' questions, um, <laughs> which means that Braggs is actually going to get the uh, opportunity to go to Monster Jam. And, yes, it's wow. the most unexpected, unscripted, an unforgettable mm-hmm. motorsports experience for families and fans in the world today. It's coming to Chicagoland starting today through Sunday, all weekend long at Allstate Arena. Uh, the world's best drivers are showing off their crazy skills in all-out racing in 
fierce head-to-head battles for the event championship. Hogue's going to be on his feet on Sunday. Engineered to perfection, the 12,000-pound monster jam trucks push all limits of freestyle skills, donuts, and racing competitions. Uh, Yeah, look, bottom line, see world-class athletes in action performing the craziest stunts in motorsports. Gary Ross is going to be there. Experience big-time family fun, Monster Jam, unexpected, unscripted, unforgettable. This is Monster Jam. That's right. See you live at Allstate Arena March 1 to the 3rd. That's this weekend. Link is in the bio for with for tickets. It's in the description below. Check it out. Get in there. We'd love to see you out there. Monster Jam trucks, by the way, stand 12 feet tall. You knew That's that, correct? Right. I knew that. And before you uh, go to Monster Jam. Yeah. Drink an entire case of Miller Lights. <laughs> <laughs> an entire case. An entire get an Uber. Get an Uber, yes. Yes, drink responsibly. And then have someone pick you up and take you to Monster Jam. And, uh, you know, you you know, you know, can also celebrate St. Patrick's Day, of course. It's a great excuse to gather with friends and crack open a cold one. Enjoy the moments with Miller Lite, who is the original light beer, and it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't, Stephen. Uh, you know, great taste, less filling, right? Isn't that what they always say? Why is it the best light beer? Well, I mean, hey, calorie, you know, keeps the calories down. You know, it's 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 a smooth drink. That's what it's all about. So, uh, you know, Miller Lite is celebrating St. Patrick's Day this year by offering lucky winners and their crew the opportunity to see the Chicago River dyed green. Nobody does it better than Chicago when it comes to St. Patrick's Day. And a close and personal on the Miller Lite party boat to enter for your chance to win. Visit MillerLite.com slash Chicago St. Pat's. That's Chicago S-T-P-A-T-S. No purchase necessary. Promotion ends on 3-124 and is open only to legal residents of Illinois and Indiana who are 21 years or older. Older Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. It's macaroon. Is it maroon? Maroon. It's a maroon. maroon. It's a maroon, you moron. You're a macaroon. Uh, phenomenal. Amelia's bread. Okay. Appreciate them bringing that by. Um, all right. What a morning it's been. What yep. a morning it's uh, been. Bragg's got here at, uh, he slept here last night. Nick got here. Nick and Carm got here before me. But we, we, can wanna... tell, we can tell that story later because we got to okay. get into the Caleb stuff. We do, but you got lost in Indianapolis is the short version of For that story. Eighth time on the year. On the fourth day we were here. If we make it to the end, I'll tell you a pretty epic part of that story. Let's we might not it. make it to the end. We um, won't make it to the end. But I want a quick award. Best press conference of the morning. We're not going to leave with it, but Roma Dunze was unbelievable. Oh, my God. He's I'm... so entertaining. He, he was awesome. Um, Which is why I have begged him for weeks to come on our show. I absolutely love Roma Dunze. <laughs> Just that's good. He doesn't talk then. Um, I love him too. I'm in a Dunze. Take him one overall. I've been trying to. I've been trying to convince the PHNX guys that Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't even show up mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Roma Dunze gave the rest mm-hmm. press conference that day. Mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, I mean, I, I think we all want him to be a bear, but. Maybe they should trade back and just take Odunze. Well, you also were in love with J.J. McCarthy today, were you not? Well, so what I was no, I mean, yes, but my my takeaway from J.J. McCarthy, and I had a chance to ask him a couple questions, was it was one of those, oh, I totally see why coaches love this guy. Right. Like, okay. it was one of those, like, he is he is on top of things. He says all the right things, but he's still entertaining. 
and you know, there's a reason why all his Michigan coaches have raved about him and probably why one of these NFL teams is going to fall in love with him. And, and like, does where the Vikings picking 14th? Is that right? Like, does he get past the Vikings? Spare question in the only division, you know, so, so th- that's something to keep in mind here. But um, so I thought of the quarterbacks, he, if I were to rank the quarterback press conferences, I'd go JJ McCarthy, then Caleb Williams, then Drake May, although they were pretty close, and then uh, Jaden Daniels. And Daniels had a good press conference, I thought. You didn't like it? No, I just have to, I have to, he, I have to order. I can't it. put everybody number one. Yeah. I know. I saw the clips later. Oh, okay. Well, well, because um, McCarthy and Jaden Daniels were talking at the same sure. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't right. know if you know this, but I'm only one person. Right. Hey, so, 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 so I Caleb. couldn't be at both. Well, that's why I'm glad I brought it up because... <laughs> You guys were over there, and I took care of McCarthy. And I, yeah, so I did experience JJ. I did experience Daniels, and I found him to be very impressive. I mean, the listen, let's not bury the lead too far. Caleb talked, big day in Bears history. My impressions was that he was easygoing, comfortable. I, the whole confident, the whole, uh, you know. I I am I'm about I'm not about fame and fortune. I'm basically about winning games. I mean, what what's not to like about yeah. that? You guys, before even he said good morning to everybody, he was like question about his competitive toughness. And right from the very beginning, it wasn't just a light ease into his press conference. He answered it, went on with it, and then continued to answer questions for about 13 minutes. I I thought he was yeah just really the guy confident. the guy that came in came in hot. The NFL Network feed apparently didn't pick that first question up. And, yeah, it definitely seemed like that guy, because he was kind of amped up as he was asking it, was trying to, like, draw him into a little bit of a fist fight, so to speak. And Caleb brushed it right off his shoulder. He answered mm-hmm. it with a smile on his face yeah. and then moved on to the Chicago, the Chicago reporters, batting him around for five minutes about different things. One of those guys batting him around, this guy. Yeah, we had some fun. Right in the front row. We actually have a montage of all of Greg (laughs) Braggs' questions and Caleb Williams' answers. I got a little excited. Um, (laughs) We got to count the questions, too. There there were some bets being placed, and I think it went over, but let's just make sure. Here uh, here is uh, Greg Braggs' one-on-one with Caleb Williams. (laughs) Caleb in Chicago, the fans are always divided about the quarterback, but this is probably the most toxic time just trying to decide what is the best route what would you say to the fans of chicago about the player in person that they would be getting if you were to be drafted here i'd say uh the player in person that they begin a uh, person that cares for his teammates um some of y'all may have seen some of y'all may have not um i try to take care of all my guys uh no matter if you've been fourth on the depth chart or you know you're the you're the star player um, so I care for my teammates, and then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after you know some games. Well, Ryan Poles talks about being an artist or a surgeon as a quarterback. How yep. would you describe your quarterback play in that regard? Um, he does, he does. You know, I've I've actually heard that about the artist or, or surgeon thing, and um, I like to I like to think that when it's time to be surgical, you, you know, it's it's time to be surgical. Um, you know, there's been many games where. Uh, it gets late in the game, and, and I've and I've ran or scrambled, and, and you know threw a crazy pass. That's that's been the artist, the magician. Um, and then and then you know there's been times where even you know when I hurt my hamstring and I couldn't run, um, I sat in the pocket the whole time. You know the rest of the game and and, and delivered the ball. How important is it for you to fight to stay in the pocket? It's important to be in the pocket. It's part of the game. It's also important to be out of the pocket. 
um, and you just be you know just as good as you are in the pocket and out of pocket. You've received a lot of cri or you know criticism when you showed your emotion with your parents. Yeah. What would you say to the people that were taking shots at that and 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 how that made you feel that hearing that criticism? Yeah, there's not many people in the world to get the experience what I experience every every game day, every practice day. Um, you know, so it kind of goes back to um, you know. It kind of, it always kind of goes back to that for me. It's, you know, it's something that I only get to experience. Um, it's something that I really care about, um, which is not only winning the game, but, you know, doing it with my teammates. And so every time we lose, I feel like I let my teammates down. You brought um, up Michael Jordan yeah. and being immortalized. Yeah. Do you see Chicago as an opportunity? I mean, kids today still talk about Michael Jordan 20 years later. Do you look at Chicago as an opportunity to be that type of, you know, person from the NFL standard? I'd say anywhere I go, um, that's my standard. Um, that's what I that's what I play for, as y'all saw. Um, I said, don't play for fame. I don't play for money. Um, I don't play for for jewels and things like that. I don't. It's just you know, it's, it's to go out there and win as many games as possible, be the best that I can. Um, you know, my plan is if I can if I can be my best um, and play as many games as possible at my best, um, I think I can. I think I can reach certain points like that. So look. Good job, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I mean, look, if if if, if Kayla Williams can pass that test, pass anything, man. Yeah, and to be clear, that those weren't all in a row. No, they were, we, <laughs> we cut the clips so you would hear each one. But I did not like just bully the entire thing where yeah, no one did. else was allowed to ask a question. You did. In fact, I even let Patrick Finley get one. In. You, uh, you, yeah. you did bully the thing. You and Jason Leisure were there at six. 48 in the morning with your chairs in position you didn't move the whole time you you by far asked the most questions of anyone today and i thank i you. salute you buddy thank you sir. i do i was trying to make you proud you 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 absolutely did there were other points this week where you didn't but today you did <laughs> I, did, I, did I, I think my favorite one of my favorite answers in there was when i you know because we talked to ryan poles to start this week and he brought up the artist versus the surgeon mm -hmm. And he said that that was brought up to him in the meeting. So I would really love to hear how that conversation went. Well, he, the, who I, said that? That's not really what he said. Are you talking about what Caleb said? Heard about he it. said he heard about that. Okay. He didn't say. It made it seem like he had heard about it through them was no, how he, I took I it. No, I, I listened to that pretty. I mean, he might have been, but he did say it was. He said more of like, I heard about that. Like that comparison. Or, yeah. Like he probably heard more. Maybe he saw the clip. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so watching but, our show. Maybe. Although maybe that's a combine question. Are you an artist or a surgeon? Maybe that is what they're asking. In that he, he, he wanted to underline that he can do both. So when he answered that, that's how I heard it. How I would. It, that's I, how I see him on film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would say his film shows, too. Um, so we have a bunch of these other clips, right? Um, we'll just go in order, I guess. So With the other people's questions. <laughs> No, it was great. Honestly, it was the whole Chicago. I mean, the, the three of us were there. Jason Leisure was the first there. I got to give him credit. We wanted to be the first. Jason was here first, sitting in his chair. Um, You know, Patrick Finley, Dan Weeder, you know, the whole uh, media pit, you know, like from Chicago. All of us. We were, know we're going to let Caleb talk now. Yeah, I know. But I just thought it was cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool how. The Chicago people were all there first over everybody else. That's right. We we because because he's gonna be a bear is what everyone thinks, at least. <laughs> which is why we were all there. It was very. It was important. like three Washington people there. Here is, he said he's talked very nicely about Washington when that did. was brought up. 
here is Caleb on not comparing himself to previous Bears quarterbacks. Whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, no, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys. Um, you know, that's there, been there. Um, I think I'm my own player, and um, you know, I, I I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history. Well, he doesn't have to rewrite it in Chicago. He can just write. <laughs> write it. He can just write the quarterback. He can history write it itself. in crayon. Yeah. What we've been dealing with. Uh, so speaking of the Bears, here's what he said about the lure of joining the Bears. I mean, the Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven to ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense, um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting. You know if you could go into a situation like that. All right, who's bothered by the fact that he didn't know the record? Nobody uh, but you, because you're an idiot. <laughs> I am the only one then. Yes. Attention to detail. Do you know USC's eight and five? Unless, okay, but I'm not. Point I'm taken. not. I'm not the guy that's going to be getting drafted. Only I eight and five. They won their bowl game. They're eight and five in the regular season. Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm only only games that matter to me are when Caleb. Attention to detail. Only yeah. games that matter to me when Caleb are playing. I, I was I was just uh, I, listen. Let's not inflame a certain portion of the chat who wants to fight about everything on on that particular moment. But I was actually I was surprised. I was surprised that he didn't know their record. I was. He said the word excited, but he didn't sound I guess overly excited when asked specifically about the Bears because then we saw what later on the Washington Commanders question and he lit up he did he did light up when he, he was asked about the home team he but I, I mean that's i guess i missed the light up you could just see in his face adam okay no he certainly yeah. did i mean right. it's his hometown so you know it and i think if he if washington was the number one pick you know i I'm think sure he's gonna be ecstatic right yeah. right he knows he's gonna he knows where he's going it's not a. It's not a hundred percent though. I mean, even Jim Miller was talking about it. Based on what I'm he- hearing on this radio row today, uh, not from actual people, that but apparently it's Jaden Daniels is going to be the number one pick now, and and uh, what else? Uh, JJ is going to go number two, so maybe the Bears can trade <laughs> back to number three and get Caleb there. Yeah, I, I, I like I, that idea. Some, I, I'm going to stick with that. Things are not changing after today. Yeah, and, I am. Yeah, I just there's there's some bizarre. Things being said, I feel like around like here. I said, I think I, people are just tired. That's what I said. Yeah. The longer <laughs> here, the it's longer combine here. fatigue, and I do think there's prospect fatigue. Well, we, and we sat with Dan Orlovsky at uh, at the Super Bowl. Then you know he's been away for us for a couple of days. Maybe he misses us, and all of a sudden, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, he's not, he, that's part of it too. Yesterday, he said Jaden Daniels number right. one. All right. This is the kind of stuff that happens during draft season for sure. Uh, there's a lot of time to talk about the same thing over and over again, and then. Opinions change and evolve. Uh, here's what Caleb had to say about his message to fans. I'd say uh, the player in person that they begin, a uh, person that cares for his teammates. Um, some of y'all may have seen, some of y'all may have not. Um, I try to take care of all my guys, uh, no matter if you've been fourth on the depth chart or you know you're the you're the star player. Um, so I care for my teammates, and then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after you know some games. And uh, that was one of my favorite answers, by the way. Yeah, I, I loved that. And uh, speaking to the care for his teammates, Brendan Rice was right next to him, went into like the media scrum is asking Brendan Rice questions. It's like diffuses like this is not an easy situation to be in front of 
all these people, cameras, and answer these questions. But there's Caleb Williams asking Brendan Rice about fantasy football and, and things like that. So he definitely cares. He's his teammates all love him. No one has ever said a bad thing. And I love that he yeah. listen, I like it. I, I love the top guy on the team. I love the fourth guy on the team. Everybody's working for the same goal. Let's go. I love that out of you, Caleb. Bring that to the table. That's a I would say that's a well, Justin I, Fields esque answer. I had a chance to talk to Marshawn Lloyd at the very end of the media scrum. Back. Yep. And and I asked him about He's, having a teammate that has that kind of echelon of celebrity appeal and you know making the kind of money he makes. And he was like, Hey, he eats, we all eat. We never had an issue with it at all. So, like, you know, when you talk about that leadership and working with your teammates, like, yeah, he's he's trying to be immortal, which is a personal goal, but he doesn't forget about the people along the way. And, you know, talk to him talking about Michael Jordan. I'm not saying he's Michael Jordan, but if you remember in the last dance, he sat there and said, you know, I wanted to be great, but I wanted all my teammates to be great. And I wanted them to come along with me on that. So, like, there are certain types of leaders that are, you know, yeah, of course you're going to look out for yourself but you want everybody else to come along with you on that journey. Uh, another thing he was asked about in this press conference was meeting with Floos and Ryan Poles. Yeah, um, they were awesome. Um, I spoke to I spoke more about ball and things like that um, just because the interviews are so short. Um, so it was, it was more about them getting to know me, uh, getting, to, getting to test my mental, what I know, uh, the base, you know, the base things of, of, of what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL. Um, Sounds like they had a pretty straightforward meeting. Here's the well, play. What do you they yeah. didn't have a lot of time? I mean, it's, this is just the beginning of that relationship building thing. I mean, it, it goes by fast. Um, if if the Bears are only going to be able to get the medicals by having him come in, then he's going to be a top thirty visit guy for sure. They're going to fly out there for the pro day. There's probably going to be a dinner there at some point. So, uh, those are the situations in this pre-draft process that are better serve for actually getting to know the player that's why when they these combine interviews tend to be more structured which is just like how Flus explained it the other day right they, they put some things down uh in terms of plays and then they get to a different part and then when it's towards the end then they test them on the recall and yeah. i'm sure they just did their standard interview that they've done with all these other quarterbacks uh when they got to caleb williams so everything you laid out on the timing there Quick little sidetrack here. What do you think that because there's so much noise about Justin and when he's going to get traded? Is yeah. it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? What's your what's and, and to me, logically, all that's going to happen before the trade happens, if it happens. But maybe the Bears have it. it's not that trade is not so much contingent about meeting with Caleb, however many times they're going to do it. Well, if you're going to trade Justin now. I feel like you got to at least have two quarterbacks that you're right comfortable taking because bad things happen. I mean, it, it, no one wants anything bad to happen, but guys get hurt in training. Guys, um, you know, get into trouble sometimes. Um, there's always those types of stories leading up to the draft. And so you can't just have as much as Caleb Williams seems like a slam dunk no-brainer there's even some risk there, though. With like we're trading Justin today. Yes, we have the number one pick. You got to feel good about more than one quarterback if you're going to do it now, in my opinion. And what are the odds that they don't feel good about any of the four quarterbacks we're talking about here? Like to me, there's you know I think a pretty good chance that there's two on that board at the very least. Right. It also reminds me back rewinds me back to the start of the show and Jim Miller about keeping both of them. He's not the only one that's saying that. 
There are other people that are around the team that have said it too. So I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm not totally against it. I have my concerns over how that would all work, and it seems like it would, you know, predictably fall a certain way. Um, you know, it's nice talking about Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love, but where does Justin Fields rank in all those quarterbacks that are being named? You know what I mean? Like, I understand the recall to different situations, but, like, this is – this is not a situation where you have a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> in your room that uh, that you can kind of navigate with a little bit more safety and uh, understanding of who's actually the guy. Right. You, know, you still want to yeah. get. I mean, you want to trade Fields and get picks back so that because the Bears do need to add more assets to this team to put Caleb Williams in a position to succeed. So that's also, I think, a part of the equation when you're thinking about that. Um, Caleb was also asked today on if he thinks about not being the number one pick. It's not a thought in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm, that I'm not going to be number one. Um, I think I put in all the, all the hard work, um, all of the, you know, the time, effort, energy um, into, into, you know, being that. Um, so, you know, I don't think of a plan B. That's, that's kind of how I do things in my life. I don't think of a plan B. Stay on plan A. Um, and then when things don't work out, find a way to make plan A work. Yeah, one thing Caleb Williams is really consistent on is how badly he wants to be the number one pick. It's been a goal for a really, really long time. Um, and that's where, you know, this whole thing has been headed, I think, for a really, really long time. Well, I understand the answer to what, what, what if I'm not? Why would I be thinking about that? Like, well, and that's pretty standard for all these guys. Like when you ask Roman Dunze, who's the best wide receiver in the draft? He doesn't me. he doesn't go Marvin Harrison Jr. No, <laughs> yeah. he says Roma Dunze. <laughs> I'm the only one that says who's the best person on this podcast. And no, I do say me. You say you. Yeah, no, you I'm say like, where's this answer going? Yeah, you <laughs> say you. Yeah, no, I, Without I, a doubt. I, I just sit there and stare at myself in the, in the mirror all day long, really, and just talk, look at myself and say, wow, you're so good. You're yeah. so amazing, Carm. You're, you're really. Um, I love you, Carm. More of a Sam Hartman. I, I, I don't know I what mean, that means. Well, <laughs> he's got great hair. Well, he's what, like a six-year starter, so he's old. Oh, and, wow. and he's not very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hartman's hair, though. Hair, I mean, yeah. different well, level. Carter's yeah. got pretty good hair. Yeah. When he okay. combs it. Yeah. When, <laughs> when he showers. Okay. Okay. Have you showered this week? I would hope so. I I've actually I hope so because he was laying I, I on bet. the floor last night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had a very sick. good hygiene week, if, if I may say so myself. What's next, Hogue? Caleb Williams. Guess what? He wants to win. Um, the main thing that I've you know if they if they ask me or if it comes up, the main thing that I've said I I want to go to a place that wants to win. Um, a whole a whole, you know, three sixty. So meaning the from the top all the way to you know the guys. Um, and 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 down to the down to the the, the janitors, the people that um, you know that, that that you know make everything run. Um, you know, it's just everybody wants to win. Everybody's a part of that, and 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 you know we all take care of each other. Reaction to that one? I mean, I think it goes without saying that you know football teams want to win, but there is a difference between organizations that you know have the understanding and structure to really go for that goal yeah and then there's other organizations that maybe their priority is elsewhere you know selling tickets and the bottom line and you know so how aggressive the bears are going to be in free agency to build a team you know the infrastructure the you know 
amenities at Hallis Hall, which the Bears have certainly tried to upgrade. I think those are things that are important to a player. What, what have you learned about winning, Kevin, Matt, Ryan, that perhaps you, I don't know, learned along your way in Minnesota, Kansas City, Indy, Dallas, whatever, uh, and that you maybe the Bears didn't have when you first got here. I'd be interested if I was him to have him answer that question. Well, and that's another thing. Like, as part of this winding dime process throughout the next couple of months, I, I've said this pretty consistently. I think there's and, – and, and any job interview should work that way, by the way, where sure. the, the, the mm-hmm. prospect interviews the employer at the same time, and there's going to have to be an understanding that it, that it actually is a good fit. Right, but there's sometimes a formality with that. There's – you know, there's people that are desperate and, and need a job and want a yeah. job and are going to take it no matter what. And then there's other people that are getting interviewed that the the employer is actually begging for them to take the job. You know, so like, where is that dynamic with this kind of a prospect? Is it more about, yeah, I'll play for you because you're going to draft me? Or what are what are you guys going to do that I want to be drafted? Well, by that's you? where Caleb Williams has some leverage that usually doesn't exist in this situation where the prospects don't really have much leverage they get drafted where they get drafted and their contracts are already slotted right john elway and eli manning use that leverage to play where they wanted to play well and this is not in the least a knock on justin i feel like i need to say that but you know when you listen to justin talk about his best moment with the bears he was asked that question he said his first preseason game getting to run out on the field if you had asked him in high school if he had you know, if he didn't think he was necessarily going to make it there at all. He was just trying to get to school, get an education. He didn't have this grand vision of being, you know, I have a, a legacy talent. Whereas Caleb actually has thought that way, which, which to me is completely crazy. Like, who has those level of thoughts that you want to have this a legacy? What are you talking about? But that's the legacy ties into winning. I do. I I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say think about my legacy. I was gonna day. say it sounds like Michael Jordan, but. Greg just went Greg. I, I think just, I think Greg, just Greg. Well, yeah. me, Michael, Caleb, you know, that's the way the rankings go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're right there. I hope dude. the NFL denies his combine request next year. But I mean <laughs> oh, no. seriously though, like who it's he's got big, big, big dreams and he's had them for a long time. Who are we talking about? Caleb. <laughs> This we don't need to break down that this guy was asleep in class that uh, was trying trying to whatever yeah. do whatever you did with your life. But school, you you transform, man. Your school you, can contain me. You know, I now I'm I've outgrown school. Like hey. you know, and honestly, you're a little bit like Scotty Pippen. More comparisons, you know. Like at first, Scotty sucked, but I'm gonna get you to top fifty of all time. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> All right, you want to hear some Drake May? Let's do it. Did he just say that he's Jordan because he already put a picture up on Twitter of himself as Jordan? This, I did not. Yes, you did. No, it's a picture of me smoking a cigar with Jordan, and it's a very real picture. Dude, can you okay, talk about your relationship with Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Mitch has been around. Uh, came back to Norcon a few times, and uh, he's been great. You know, I think he hit me up before the season, um, and just you know said best of luck, and you uh, know was a great. A great mentor anytime, you know, Carolina Blue, you know, quarterback fraternity, you know, just try to stick together. What would you say to the Bears fans that, you know, the, he was a lightning rod conversation in Chicago, obviously. What would you say to the Bears fans following in his footsteps if you were to come to Chicago? Yeah, you know, Mitch, I think uh, he had some great years in Chicago, you know, especially that one year. I remember making the playoffs and playing well. So, you know, I think 
a lot of people these you know they analyze based off the helmet. You know, I think we're different players and, and different people, but at the same time, you know, big fan of Mitch. That was a brag special too. You really went deep on Trubisky. Yeah, you went. That was a curveball. I wasn't expecting that. Well, he remembered Mitch's best year. He knew all about it. He knew that twelve and fourteen. He knew that. Uh, Mad Nagy kept him under wraps until the fourth quarter when Trubisky balled out, got him in position to win the football game, and something bad happened that we won't talk about. I mean, for me, you know, I I always try to look at things from the fans' perspective and and what fans are talking about. So my first question to Caleb was about the dividedness of the fan base. That, to me, is the the biggest story aside from who the Bears are going to take. And with Drake May, what fans always talk about is – not his game on the field. It's this whole Mitch UNC. thing, the Mitch Trubisky yeah. thing and, and following the ghost of Mitch and, and overcoming that. So like, that was an important question to me just to hear his thoughts about that whole thing. I yeah. found him entertaining. Drake may. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> every he seemed like a really chill all guy. Right, all right. All right. All right. Like Southern, Southern yeah, yeah. McConaughey cool. vibe to him for growing sure. up in Carolina. So yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought, I thought Drake may, uh, I thought his press conference was pretty good today, too. I mean, all these guys did a pretty decent job, to be honest. For um, sure. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, as I said towards earlier in the show, I thought he had the, you know, the best press conference in terms of just, like, believability, leadership. Like, it just it, you could see, again, like I said earlier, why the coaches um, that he's played for, you know, even going back to Nazareth, and he gave Tim Racky a shout-out today, too. Um, he He just came across as very genuine and like, okay, this is why everybody loves JJ McCarthy. Uh, here's what he had to say about possibly playing for his hometown team, the Chicago bears. Yeah. You know, it's been one of my dreams of mine, you know, whether I'm playing for the bears or against them, but yeah, soldier field, one of the oldest stadiums in America and, you know, just growing up to the, going to all the games and, you know, being part of a halftime thing where I was player of the week in Illinois Something that would be, you know, truly a dream come true. What have your interactions been like with the Bears so far? Been great. Formal interview. Uh, it was awesome just, you know, watching tape with them, going over, you know, our our plays a little bit. And, you know, they got me up on the board to retain some information. And we did pretty well, so it was awesome. Formal interview. Oh, that's not surprising. I like the way he said it, though. Ugh. <laughs> formal interview formal interview with the bears i love soldier field soldier field's the greatest i was there at halftime he said it was the oldest stadium in america no he said it was the greatest stadium and they should stay in chicago that's, that's, all what, he that's said. what he said that's what he said that's what he meant you can tell he loved it you can tell he loved soldier field i'll i'll i'll, I'll be on your side please. thank you and ho you like I don't want to be too over the top here, but you were impressed by JJ today. I'll say it like that. Yeah, no, I just it it just it was like I said earlier. It's just one of those things where it was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get why Jim Harbaugh says everything he says about him, and you know, the other coaches that do, and it, it, it and I think and I think a team is going to fall in love with him too. I I don't think he's going to go number one by any means, but I think he's going to be uh, picked higher than I had him in my mock draft. And number 32, um, just because he seems to have all those intangibles. And I, and there's a lot, and even from his playing, there's something to be said for how good he is on third down, fourth down, key situations. And he, and he wins football games. He just wins. Yep. I, I had heard a story that he was at football practice back in high school and uh, came to a hockey pickup game. He'd play hockey pickup at an ice rink in the area and he showed up to it uh, late. They, they had already started and he showed up. 
scored the game tying goal and the game winning goal after just finishing football practice. You know, then you guys had the story. Steven told me the story about how he played with a broken hand, right? Yeah, and, well, one of the years they won a state championship, he broke his hand in the semifinals, throwing hand. And they were like, well, sorry, man, you, you need surgery. You can't play in the state championship game. And he goes, uh, no, I'm going to play in the state championship game and do the surgery after that. And he threw, so, what, yeah. three touchdowns? Yeah. Three touchdowns. So, that's that unreal. Game. Yeah. He's so, he's, yeah, he's uh, – that's a gamer. He's got some, yeah, he, gamer's yeah. a good way to put it for, for sure. And I think that's why, you know, coaches love coaching him. All right, let's, uh, let's, we, I know we got to get to some super chats and get out of here pretty soon. But, um, Carm, you want to tell us about our guy, Charlie? I would love to tell you all about you Charlie. Just read it off my computer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm set up right <laughs> here. here. I, I, I like to read up. You just be quiet over there. <laughs> take, take a deep breath. We're going to go inside the show for a second. Carm sometimes puts our reads all the way in the rundown, which makes it impossible to read anything else. And both times we've gone to a break, he didn't have it ready to go. And then he goes, yeah, I love your read. You're putting it on me. And you've done that twice. <laughs> and I gave that it to you. Hope. And I gave it, but I put it up in front of you. I, I understand, but I like, I do you understand oh, yeah. that my eyes aren't great? I'd have to do like this. I got to go over here. <laughs> Based out of Woodridge, Illinois, you are my guy, Charlie, the bacon guy. And yes, he makes craft bacon and bacon jam. He's doing it in 35 different flavors for you because he is just that talented. And by the way, he's just a great dude. Huge fan of Charlie. Naturally cured, preservative free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself in the process. You're getting the good stuff here, which is important in anything you buy, but you, you know, period, do it when you buy your bacon from Charlie. Unlike the store-bought bacon, mm -hmm. all the bad stuff, that ain't in here with Charlie. You get the good stuff. It's 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 the authentic, delicious, good for you, vacuum sealed, freezes perfectly, bacon that lasts in the package for up to 60 days in the fridge, one week if the seal is broken, nine months, nine months, you can get pregnant, and then in nine months, take it out of there, and, and you, can, you can enjoy that bacon if you put it in the freezer. <laughs> bacon jam. Delicious. Uh, that lasts 90 days in the fridge and up to one year in the freezer as well. Listen, you know what to do. You know the flavors. Maple, maple pepper, chorizo, French toast, honey, chipotle, Cajun. Start now, and you can save 10% on your order. This is what you do. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. CharlieTheBaconGuy.com. Use that code CHGO to check out. Tell them that you love CHGO Bears at the Combine. Charlie will appreciate that, too. You can pick it up, which is the most efficient way for you, or he can deliver it to you, meet you halfway, even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. His website, once again, charliethebaconguy.com, Instagram at charliethebaconguy, Twitter at CZ, CZ, the bacon guy, and the email, charliethebaconguy at Gmail. Check out Charlie the Bacon Guy. He's awesome, amazing. And you also got to check out Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play your daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling, you know, thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than. It's really simple on two to six player start projections and watch the winnings roll in. You know, football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into into some serious cash. Conference tournaments are here, which means 
the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Be a part of the action on prize picks for both men's and women's college basketball. I'm huge in using prize picks when it comes to basketball. It's just pick those two player selections, see the winnings roll in, and you're going to feel a lot better afterwards. Nick's making that money. Get that bread. So you got to first go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use the code CHGO. Pick more, pick more, pick less. It's really that easy. All right, so I want to give uh, I'm going to give Jason Leisure a shout out here uh, because I, I, this was actually a key moment today that I think I want to revisit before the show ends and we got some super chats here. Um, you brought it up that the first question of Caleb Williams press conference and it didn't even get he, like he was trying to say good morning. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he wasn't even ready to go, and that's why I think it got snipped from even the television coverage, and so we didn't have the uh, audio of the question. But Jason went back and transcribed the question word for word. So, again, just to paint the scene, Caleb Williams getting up to the podium. He's, like, literally clearing his throat, trying to say good morning, everybody. And I don't even know who it was. From but about seven rows like deep. like the ninth row. <laughs> so, like, all the way in the back, there's a guy that just goes, this is word for word. He, okay? like, blurted it out. Jason tweeted it. Caleb, are you afraid to compete? And how do you respond to people saying, that you're worried to be compared side by side to your peers in medicals, measurements, and workouts. Are you afraid to be measured against those guys one-on-one? Is that why you're not doing things? Wow. I mean, that's an aggressive way to start this press conference. Now, look, some might say good questioning, good hard questioning, you know, something that needs to be asked. No, I'm not sure how that's how I start the press conference. The pretty aggressive way to, to way to do it. But to me, this isn't about the question. It's about how he handled that response. Correct. Yeah. You, he wrote it rolled right off his shoulder and he smiled and answered the question professionally because the guy that asked the question, and I'm no pro here, ladies and gentlemen, but I also understand decorum and respect. And you, you can do. Tell, yeah. And, so, <laughs> and, and, and so, like, yeah, if it felt like the way he was asking it, he had an agenda. There's a different way you can ask that question and it and it be a fair question and not come off rude. And in my opinion, the, the question well, came off. I, rude. I'll give you another example. Uh, Michael Penix was talking and someone goes, um, what do you say to the people who say your draft stocks falling? And he goes, someone said that. And he go, and then the reporter was like, well, they might say that. And it was like. Well, you mm. might say it or someone did say that because like because essentially it's like that guy just thinks that. Right. Exactly. He thinks Michael Penix. Right. Like last year, Quentin Johnson, uh, the wide receiver out of TCU, a big knock on him was his hands catching with his hands. So I asked him that question, but I framed it in a way like, hey, what do you say to people that, you know, have talked about your ability to catch with your hands versus catching with your body? Not why can't you catch with your hands? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's a different way of tone and delivery, and I just don't think that guy, you know, well, had go, the proper etiquette there. Let's go slight uh, conspiracy theory. Was that guy planted there so he can talk about his competitiveness? Any chance? I don't know. It was random. No. It was, it was so. Caleb Williams can't 
planted have, him there. It's a bizarre. It was. It was so. I. I don't. I, he could just. He answered plenty of other questions the same way. I. I don't necessarily think that at all. A cramathetical right here. That's in right. The flesh. Okay. It's a wild one. But it is a little this bit is wild. A wild one. The point is that it was so out of left field and so weird that. How did that guy get there? And how did that come out of his mouth? It, I'm, I'm, I would like to interview that dude. Who are you? What outlet are you from? And why did you well, jump the whole? Yeah. Should have got him on the show today. I should have walked right over to him. And, and but it was, what I mean, hell? we're all standing there, and he's, he's, it was just, it was so bizarre that I wonder if there was what the motivation for that was and where it came from. And Caleb did handle it very well. He did. He, he did. did. All right, let's get to some supers. Um. Uh, well, oh, yeah, let's get to supers, but I just wanted to say this because we had Mike Florio on um, yesterday. I'm losing track of my days. Whenever we had him on, he tweeted uh, two hours ago. We just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy is the real deal, and the Bears will have their franchi- first franchise quarterback since, since Sid Luckman. I wish Mike Florio liked us as much as he liked Caleb Williams after 10 minutes. That's that's a big-time compliment right there. I thought there. he did like us. Yeah, he did like us. He didn't mm-hmm. say anything like that. I just was on CHGO, and let me tell you something. Every other podcast should stop podcasting because those guys are amazing. He didn't do anything like that. All right, let's get into the Super Chats. Um, can you read this name? Uh, O-M-G. He knows Kung Fu. Knows Kung Fu. Oh, my. Oh my good job. I would have totally butchered that. $10 super chat from, oh, my God, he knows Kung Fu. Caleb said he isn't sure the Bears can develop him based on a 10-minute interview. What? You don't say that. You just go where you are drafted. Absolutely do not draft him. Now, Nick, I I don't know if you really went through it, but I don't think that's exactly what he said. I thought he said. That's not what he said. You can't, in a 10-minute interview, you can't decipher, you know, if. They like can, what their plan is for developing. I mean, right. they're talking ball too. That's why you said Caleb, and you know that. I can't believe it's so only it's like, ten minutes. That's ridiculous. It's a pretty me too. quick process, but yeah, I don't think that was that was taken out of context, right? I there. think the way fans perceive it is like they're in there for like an hour and a half with these players. Like oh, that, that's what the pro day interviews and um and and especially when you come in for thirty visitor, you go work them out there. That's what that's all for. Appreciate the super chat. Yeah, Scott Scotty B four ninety nine super chat either. CW13 has the best handlers ever or or CW13 really had great answers and showed real personality today. G Braggs, great work today with the questions. Thank you, Scotty B. He handled himself great. There's no doubt, Scotty B. I, I thought he nope. showed, showed some solid, solid professionalism. Nobody, right. nobody you, could you, get Caleb ready for... You can read this next one. Getting if you'd peppered like. by Greg Braggs. Ramsey's Rendon, 499. Appreciate it. Alex Smith was 33 with a wealth of experience to give Pat. What does a 24-year-old Justin Fields trying to keep a job offer Caleb Williams? Ramsey, it's an excellent point. Uh, but again, the Breeze, the Breeze uh, Rivers situation was, I think that's why Jim Miller was bringing up that because they were both young the, the, the point of keeping fields is that this is an inexact science and you might get it wrong, even if you, you think you're really him. right. And you're, if there's not a lot of value for Justin, then that's where the, you can the, hedge a little. It's a, it's a hedge. It's a hedge. It's not an ideal situation. It's probably not going to happen. I think we'd all bet against it, but I still think it's interesting to even consider the possibility. Football CF candy four ninety nine unpopular. I know, but we have a GM who loves traits and an offensive coordinator from a system that needs timing and throws to middle of the field, rumors of a trade back, Drake May. Anybody? I don't I don't see it. 
CF Candy. I'd be stunned beyond stunned. Anybody want to say they wouldn't be? Sure, they like Drake May, but I just don't see that being the scenario that the Bears go in. Yeah. You want to take this, Nick? Yeah, we got Atlas 52, 499. Appreciate you. This is ridiculous. Stop the nonsensical debate and take a local kid in Al Bundy QB for the poll. <laughs> uh, Panthers threw four touchdowns in one game. That's right. Yeah, Al Bundy. Let's go. We, we got the Al Bundy like button for sure. So, yeah, we sign off on that. Hit the like button for Bundy. Hit the like button for Bundy. Matt W. $1.99 Super Chat. Marvin Harrison Jr. should fall in the draft like to the number nine pick. I agree, Matt. And <laughs> the fact that he didn't do the media today, like we should now be slandering Stock Marvin Harrison Jr. all the way down to number nine. And yeah. then I guess we'll take on the baggage and take Marvin Harrison and see what we can yeah. get out Sorry, of it. Sorry, yeah, just stuck with him. <laughs> it, it is weird that he did not show up today. He was scheduled to talk, didn't show. I mean, well, I, I don't. You can't hold it against him yet. I'm just saying it's weird. There were a couple interviews yesterday that got pushed back to the afternoon because of schedules and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So if, if he ends up not talking at all, that would be weird. But, um, you know. The stuff does kind of happen at the combine a little bit, for sure. No doubt. We Fair got enough. a $10 super chat from Isaac Siegel here. Y'all are great and credit to Braggs. People rag on you, but delivering over and over with quality questions and guests for the show. Hearing your voice on Eisen and the NFL Network this morning. Congrats. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Isaac. It's obviously an unbelievable opportunity that CSGO has given me and that these guys help me through every single day to try to pretend to be a professional. So thank you, Isaac. Well, I just, I just thank you. I mean that. I know you no, did, Gregory. I mean that. It's, it's, listen, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I can't wait for your three-page tweet later today about how you can't believe that this is happening and you're just so fortunate to be yeah. here and you will never take it for granted. Never. And, and thank you to everybody. Every day is a gift. All, all along the way. I look forward Every to it. Every day is a gift, Carm, especially with you, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Yes. I know. Do we have any more Super Chats, Steven? That was it. All right. Um, guys, it's been a hell of a week. We're leaving. Yes. We're no, leaving. I'm not. No. Nope. I love right. how you do that. You 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 talked about nothing but leaving the last 24 hours. And well, now I, it's I, time I, to end the show. I don't want to go anywhere. I well, you, you can stay with me then overnight. Okay. okay. Maybe me and you, buddy. That sounds romantic. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Where are you? I'll be, be uh, here tomorrow to interview the old lineman. Stand for um, quality in tonight. Yeah. Great. I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. Quality in. Guys, great week. Ton of great guests. Uh, great job by Steven producing Steven. for this week. Steven. Um, also, plenty of people behind the scenes today, too, that just pumped, helped us pump out all the stuff Shane. we saw. Shane. Shane. Social media. Marissa and Kevin. Marissa was just unbelievable. Shout out to Marissa for sure. No, in all seriousness, we had help from PHNX today, DNVR, um, All City coming through to help what was a huge morning with so many quarterbacks, That's prospects, right. and the Bears having the number one overall pick and if you want to check it out phnx uh is coming up next on their network go subscribe to their channel uh phnx sports because they have a 25 minute sit down with jonathan gannon the head coach of the cardinals and i know it went really well and they're excited to share that with you with you guys as well so if you want to check that out babe cardinals do have the third overall pick uh we also have all our content the rest of the day uh, at CHGO and of course uh, through the weekend we're going to be pumping more stuff out we have we have plenty of stuff we haven't gotten to yet that we will share throughout the weekend so stay ton tuned of, ton of content coming out um, and then we also have a, a shirt drop coming on 
uh, the two-year anniversary of CHGO on Monday, so stay tuned to that. Which would be a great day to become a diehard. You get yourself a free shirt when you become a diehard. AllCHGO.com to support us. Shout out to our new diehards, Noel, don't call me, Joel, the big N, not just a noun, also an adjective and a verb. Welcome in, Noel. You're the man. And (laughs) our guy, Kevin. Kevin, the big K, when he's on the mount, no one's got a chance. One, two, three, 20 Ks, a la K, care, E, Wood. Kevin, welcome to the family. Uh, we would not be here, by the way, at the Combine if we didn't have as many diehards as we did joining. Yep. So thank you for all go the to, support. Yeah, go to allchgo.com slash diehard. Get a free shirt out the gate. Newsletter by weekly newsletter by Hogue. He's going to be giving you com, Combine uh, finishing touches with his newsletter, I'm sure. We got two more Super Chats real quick. Parker S, 499 Super Chat. Any truth to the rumors that we might not be able to get Justin Fields in a trade now? Great job. So far, guys, loving the content. Um, much? much for Justin Not Fields. As much. Yes. Who knows, man? It's uh, yeah. It's, and then Isaac Siegel, two dollars super chat. Also, karma's a dick. Even if that we is all an love him. emoji. Oh, I'm sorry. I just like I just had to say it that karma's <laughs> a dick on the air. Okay, go home. That was, that was more aggressive than the first question to Caleb Williams. Yeah. Isaac, thank Why you. Why are you a dick? <laughs> but seriously why why do you do that uh, i had a great week i don't care what you guys say i i am i'm 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 officially shut up i'm officially saying that i i, I was the mvp of the group yes, this week except amazing. for you and hogan so, and Nick. So speaking of which real quick my teaser story shout out to my guy mike as i walked <laughs> 10 blocks into the wrong direction at the light, at the light, I flagged down a guy named Mike in his truck that works at the Indianapolis Zoo, and he gave me a ride all the way to the convention center. A complete stranger yes. picked me up yes. because the bus, the bus would not you take to the, the bus. Center. The bus would not take me because it was going the other way, and I was standing at the light. And I, I <laughs> wait, went wait, wait, back up, back up, back <laughs> The bus wouldn't take you because it was going the wrong way. That means it's the wrong bus. Yeah, yeah no shit. No way. It's, the, it's, it's so, not like the bus refused. So there was this guy in a truck, and I, I and he rolled down the window. I go, hey, which way are you going? And he said <laughs> to the convention center, I go, will you take me? And the look that Mike gave me was of pure befuddlement. And I was like, please, I'm really late. And I walked the wrong way, and I'm lost. And he's like, where are you from? I'm like, Indiana. I shouldn't be lost right now. And uh, I'm just hungover and stupid. And so he felt felt bad enough to put me in his truck, and then me and Mike got along splendidly. He works at the zoo, and he took me all the way to the convention center. Where he needs to go. Okay. Die hard overtime. You'll keep talking there. You should have taken him all the way to the zoo. You should. (laughs) Exactly right. It's the wild brat. That is an unbelievable story. Just just as we say goodbye, you have to understand the context. If you've never been to Indianapolis, it's one of the easiest walking cities (laughs) that exists in the entire country. Yeah, and and if that maybe happened the first day, I could maybe 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 understand it. I've been hung over every day <laughs> <last> here. Day. <laughs> That's fantastic. Any road you take takes you to the convention center. <laughs> Pretty much. There's like four streets in this whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, all right, we gotta go. Oh what a week it's been. That was a great way to end it, and uh, we'll be back on Monday at noon with a lot more as we go into next week. We'll talk to you then. <laughs> Y'all silly like
like the mayor. 